0: The podcast is sponsored by Bits and Bits. In their shop in Oregon, Bits and Bits manufactures a wide range of spiral router bits, from 1/8 inch shank to half inch shank, from 1/32 inch cutting diameter to half inch cutting diameter. They make upcut, downcut, compression bits, and more. They're used in router tables, handheld routers, and CNC machines, from hobbyists to production shops. They coat their bits in a Astro coating, proprietary nano coating designed to keep the bit running cooler, prolonging the sharpness of the cutting edge. They're the only factory authorized dealer to Astrocoat whiteside router bits. Their expanding line of Whiteside bits ranges from spiral flush trim bits to roundovers, chamfers, rabbiting bits, and more. They're a festival dealer stocking mainly router and domino related accessories and consumables. You can check them out at bitsbits.com and use our coupon code American Craftsman to save yourself fifteen percent. We're just gonna go for it. We're we're recording now. So um anybody have a question for us? We've been... Um, Busy. Yeah, working on these cherry cabinets with gray doors so the face frames are, are clear. Wing it. Yeah, that's our style. <laughs> Question for you both. Am I a snob for getting enraged by YouTube quote-unquote woodworkers and their lack of actual craftsmanship? I am sick of two-by-four projects with pocket holes. Oh, God, as he preaching to the choir. Yeah. Um... You know, we understand there's a place for, like, DIY stuff. Um, Everybody's trying to join the thing. People, I I don't know. Um, But, you know, there's, there's not enough guys who are doing this professionally who showcase what they do and who are being supported by, like, brands and stuff. And too many guys like that who are, like, you know, building junk out of two by fours, and they have a million followers. Yeah,
1: it's it's the lowest common denominator kind of thing that our society's sort of devolving into. Yeah. People identify with and go, oh, that's that's like me. I can do that. So instead of aspiring to do better,
0: right? They, they're know. settling for mediocre. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna hit the AC. just down. Yeah. And some of it's cliche
1: stuff, but. Um, you know, all, all of the, like the motivational sort of, um, lessons in life, they, they all tell you to surround yourself with people who do things well, do, do things better than you many times, uh, so that you can really strive instead of, you know, just sort of like settling down with the
0: dust. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's a it's a subject we've talked about, and it's definitely a hot-button subject. Um, Rob wants to know, do you guys always do clear vesting top coat? You think it's strictly necessary? Well, um, according to vesting, yes. So we... Um, I think they have... There's more than one, like, quote-unquote, clear top coat. There's the Pure, which is what we use, and I think they have... Um, another one that might be more clear the pure is like has like a little bit of amber to it um that's like supposed to be your wear coat right so if if it gets scratched it's just in the clear not in the color um at least that is what we were told by vesting we had somebody in here from bangladesh wow
1: i i kind of like the the soft sheen that it adds
0: as well yeah, it does, um, when you're using the colors, the clear coat really does make it look a lot better.
1: It, it adds some depth to it as well. Mm-hmm. So it's not just for practical purposes. It's, you know, aesthetics
0: too. I'm, I'm surprised these microphones didn't work. I've, I've used this before. Not, not with this. This is supposed to be... Yeah, this is supposed to be two microphones into one. Mm-hmm. But I've used just the lav mic on here before. It might be a problem with Reaper not with the mic. Uh. Do the colors have clear if non-LED? Like, are you saying, do you use um, a clear on top if you're using the single coat? And yeah, Rob, we do two coats of color, one coat of clear. Hello from Bangladesh. He's back. Hey, <laughs> Welcome.
1: What's yeah, it?
0: no. Uh, where's my glass? It's over there. <laughs> <laughs> um, no. Keith, no clear in conjunction with the single coat. Just whatever color you pick.
1: Exactly. A lot of interest in the vesting today.
0: Yeah. Yeah. See, so you spinning you around, and uh, so that that's a drawer head, and it's where it's dark. It's still wet, but it's starting to dry, and it uh, it gets real gray. Whoa! What the hell did the thing just do? Oh, is it on? Uh, the gimbal just like shot yes. up in the air. This is probably going to be one of the worst um, (laughs) audio qualities of any of the podcasts. People
1: zoom in for uh, quality content.
0: Oh, my God. (laughs) The charger's bumping into it. Don't mind the camera. Camera effects. So yeah, we'll uh, we'll wrap this job up. It's basically it's five two drawer bases and um moving on. So, on? five five two drawer bases and um, two uppers that sit on the outside. Oh, we have to make the that shelf. Oh yeah. Forgot about that. Um, there, but the center section of,
1: of three is slightly different size, so yeah, it's really yeah. some interest.
0: How much time do you guys allocate for milling all that cherry? Um, we had it milled and um, some of it glued up in a day.
1: That's stuff we we pretty much are set up to do.
0: Yeah. Um, so actually, I mean, you could say it was... Well, it wasn't two full man days because... Um, yeah, I mean... You could say it was two-man days, basically, because we cut it up on one day, and then uh, the next morning came in and joined it. Who's your favorite furniture designer to learn about? Who was your favorite furniture designer to learn about during the 12 periods so far? That's a good question. (laughs) That is a good
1: question. (laughs) Well, we became uh, Chippendale fanboys to a certain extent. Yeah. Um Saarinen also had... I mean, wasn't exclusively furniture, but he turned out to be a really cool guy as far as all the things he um,
0: got himself into. Yeah, the Eames. Um, yeah. Gustav Klimt.
1: <laughs> yeah, because
0: a couple of those guys
1: were like artists. Mm-hmm. and um, Once we started getting into the modern era, there were a lot of architects and, yep. and stuff. So... Um, yeah, people with really broad backgrounds. Yeah.
0: Oh, Corey. Hey, what's up, Matt? Corey. Corey wants to know how's the laser going? It's going good. It's, uh, let's see if this thing will go that far. <laughs> oh, <thank> God.
1: <laughs> right now, we're using it as a big shelf. Yeah. I'm to
0: take this stupid thing off. It's right here. Those are the cabinets. It was here, which is this is probably where it will be when we um, get into boxes. When we're getting into the boxes, which you can see a lot of walnut there. Some more over there. There's a pile of cherry over here. What period of furniture do you mostly have in your homes? Corey wants to know. Uh, IKEA. (laughs) (laughs) Twentieth century.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I have a few pieces that I built when I started out as I was learning, you know, I'd I'd find some plans or I, you know, once I felt confident enough to design and build something on my own, I'd do that. But mostly it was, you know, based off of. Um, you know, like stickley or one of mm-hmm. one of the big arts and crafts kind of things, and uh, that's where I kind of learned a lot of stuff on on my own.
0: <laughs> I'm trying to think of what I have in my house. Not a whole lot. I have a, a cherry bed I built, which is sort of a modern, just a, a maybe leaning towards mid-century modern, yeah. I guess. Um, we have stuff in the podcast studio that is. Same kind of thing. Modern, leading towards mid-century modern. What is this badge uh, badge thing? Bought a badge. Don't forget to thank them. I don't know what it is, but thanks. Thanks, guys. Thanks, uh, Keith and Whale Crafts. Yeah. Uh, he wants to know, I'm considering investing in Lamello Zeta P2. Any advice or recommendation? Yeah. Join the club. Us too. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got some ideas for some stuff that you know it would be really good to have we've we've made do for now um you know doing other things but it's a it's a good tool i think a lot of people are just overusing it you know like for stuff that would be easier to just do it a different way um good example like something that we could use it for these cabinets, the three base cabinets are 31 inch cabinets. And um, we don't want to carry an eight foot long cabinet down into this basement. So we're going to put the face frame on on site. Um, We have some spots where we can get pocket holes in, but it would be nice to have, you know, the self clamping, which are like the Tenso, I think, um, to be able to, you know, clamp it on on site with no actual clamps. Yeah, you know, tool-less. would be nice. Corey says he's got a mishmash: Office Depot desk, Country Furniture, Shaker Furniture. Yeah, I feel like most furniture makers have a, a mix—a <laughs> definite mix. It's the shoemaker's
1: kids going yeah. barefoot.
0: I gotta get a seltzer. Can you yeah. read that?
1: No, <laughs> I got my old glasses on. Um, I, old I broke. I broke my new ones.
0: These are looking really good. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I can I can read uh, yeah, Corey's uh, response now. Don't
0: seem to be any new questions. We do have some beer over there from uh our buddy Matt first do construction but oh yeah too bad it's not chilled. it hasn't been in the fridge there's no room Bangladesh yes how'd the hydro stain work out worked out good yeah Um, yeah really good yeah Matt I'll spin you around let's see let's uh let's take this on the road for a second probably it's gonna be bad for the podcast but i'll I'll talk loud so this stuff is still drying um, and the chatoy it kind of makes it look like different colors but um once we put the vesting on top the uh the gray and the and the pure mm-hmm. it'll look nice yeah system for numbering... Do we have a system for numbering parts? And does Fusion have a tool? Um, I'm sure Fusion has... Fusion does have, like, um... when you... You can name your parts, whatever you want. You know, they'll come up as, as component one, body one, so on and so forth, but... Uh, You can change the name so like when I drew this I have it like You know side cabinet is a component and then in there the bodies are you know cabinet back cabinet right cabinet left top bottom, whatever Um, I think you can put them on the drawings. I'm not sure I haven't tried it, but I mean we just use letters basically so when we make a cut list a is side cabinet style, and B is side cabinet rail. Whatever, um, because eventually they're just all those marks are going to get cut off the end, and you know um, they're not going to mean anything anymore. So we don't we don't get too crazy about it. We have a system. Yeah, <laughs> that's the system. Hello from Algeria. Thanks for joining if no CNC is available to flatten epoxy pour what's the second best possible option to flatten it? Um you have to set up some kind of router sled I'd say
1: yeah
0: get yourself um you know two parallel two coplanar surfaces and um you know make a box that's perpendicular that you can run your router in and you can flatten it like that I haven't as you both become so manly. It's in the jeans. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not talking about the pants.
1: That's the first time I've ever been accused of being so manly. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Rob so manly it's toxic.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yes, I don't know if everybody caught that one. <laughs>
0: So yeah, we have, um, this is episode 46, so we have this and um, 47, 48, 49, 52, six more, <laughs> couldn't do that math in my head, um, six more to finish out the season, so we, um, we haven't decided what we're going to do yet, but. Today was kind of an impromptu. Yeah, well, we were supposed to do the, you know, we knew that we had to do the podcast today usually we do it at my house we will do four episodes but we had a delivery coming of this um, beverage fridge so we had no choice but to stay in the shop yeah and work yeah we got and, a lot done yeah we're uh we're on track to be almost done with this job this week pretty close we'll have i think we'll probably it'll bleed into three days next week is my guess yeah Basically all we have to do is finish the doors and drawers and um, cut the side panels, finish those, make the toe, make the shelf. It's not a lot.
1: And we've been doing the Green Street Shuffle.
0: Yeah. Uh, What do you think is the medium to long term future of businesses such as yours? Do you dwell on the future much for business? That's a really good question. Yeah, thanks, Todd's Wood Wood, sorry, Todd's Woodworks for buying a badge. Still not sure what that is, but thank you. Um, we have a lot of thoughts of the future as of late. Um, you know what to do, what direction to take the business, what to do about you know the constraints that we have here in the shop. Um, so yeah, I mean it's something that we think about all the time because we're I mean we're booked out six months, so we're we need to think six months ahead and further. Um, Andrew wants to know how big the shop is. Eight hundred
1: square feet. <laughs> how small the shop is, is yeah. how we put it. How small is
0: the shop? <laughs> Found you guys through John Peters. What's up? Hey. It's a a three car garage.
1: It's the size of a three car garage. Yeah. It's not a garage, but. Yeah.
0: But that's about the size of it. Buying a badge is supporting you financially. Some money are heading your way. Oh, well, cool. Thanks. Wow. That must be a new feature that I'm not aware of. Um, Yeah, speaking of John Peters, we've been trying to. um, We've been talking to John about uh, getting together and going over to bell works which is um a building that's like two towns over and it was um atlantic bell back in the i guess it was built what the late 50s mm-hmm. and it was like a research lab they um they you know made some like pretty profound discoveries and inventions and stuff there uh it was actually designed by arrow sarenin who we've talked about you know over the last couple weeks with the um mid-century modern podcasts and we didn't know that i actually i did work in there the for the shop that we used to work um for and now it's like um i don't know what you would call it it's sort of like a corporate campus kind of thing where there's offices but on the bottom level there's like restaurants and uh Retail yeah, retail. There's, excuse me, um, like some workout places. Like that's where I worked. Was a um, pure bar, which is like some kind of like ballet exercise thing. Um, we, you know, built some cabinets and vanities and stuff for that. So, Andrew's got a thousand square feet. Nice. You know what they say? Everything's bigger in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> I know Tony says that. <laughs> Going to be in Asbury Park for 6 days on vacation. Nice. Ah, Asbury's jumping now. It is. It is. You wouldn't
1: want to touch it not that long ago. Yeah.
0: Yeah, Asbury's a cool little town. Well, not so little anymore, I guess. No. No, it's it's definitely spread out.
1: Yeah. That's what happens with the... They don't call it gentrification anymore. Now we know
0: they call it revitalization. Yeah. At least you're more manly than me, I suppose. <laughs> we'll let the people decide. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. Once, uh, once we're done with this part of the project on the opposite wall we're doing uh the bar so it's a bev cooler and it has a glass panel panel ready front so we'll make a railing style panel for that and then on the other side it's like a 12 foot wall so that's a 24 inch um cabinet basically and then there's a 24 inch cabinet on the other side and the door is actually this like abstract r2d2 art piece Mm-hmm. um and then the top is solid cherry. We have, well, you can't see, it. it's over here. Um, the material for that, that will glue up. And then the edge is gonna be like, it's like dripping off of, like imagine the edge was like melting and dripping. So we're gonna actually shape it like that. Um, should be like pretty cool. Uh, hot wax or something. Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking like ice cream almost. Mm. Ice cream. They built a lot of new stuff near that theater, theater in Asbury. You um, mean um, like convention hall?
1: Yeah, I don't know where you know they have that smiley face guy. Yeah, and, Tilly. Yeah, I mean that's that's where the Langosta Lounge is mm-hmm. all along the waterfront there. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah I haven't been to Asbury in I don't know two three years the last time I was there it was uh my tattoo artist is in Asbury Park, so it's really the only time I go out there and you went to the pony oh yeah uh that that, that was, was a probably long time ago that was before yeah, <laughs> yeah Stone ponies there, Rob's band played there I saw coheed there um I'm trying to think of what else I've been to Asbury for. Definitely been there for something. I don't know.
1: That was pre-COVID. Yeah. I I can't believe how
0: time has flown. That should be fun to do something new. I haven't seen you guys do much of that. Like the drippy countertop, yeah. Carving with the grinder, yeah. Yeah, yeah um, done a little bit of it. Not for anything for clients. Um well I have a cut saw disc in there. My thought is uh make a router template and then maybe a little bit of that. I don't think we'll have to go too crazy with that. If we actually shape the um the solid stock while it's flat, because basically, you know, so it's it's gonna drip over the edge like this. It needs to sort of be tapered this way, like coming to a, a, point, a point at the yeah. bottom. So if we do that before we glue it on, um, it'll save a lot of work. Oh, it's our man, Jack Pallet. All the way from uh...
1: Illinois?
0: I think so. Yeah, so drippy countertop. Then we're getting into the boxes. So we, um, we've we been messing around, trying to get everything set up with the laser so that we're not uh, pulling too much power and popping breakers. <laughs> Indiana. That <laughs> was close. Yeah.
1: Um, we did do some electrical work this past week, rewiring motors. We got pretty good at that.
0: Yes, we took two mo- two motors and made them two, 240 um, because when the laser runs, you need compressor for air assist. You need, excuse me, the laser itself, water chiller, uh, smoke extraction. So those are four four things, aside from anything else that you're doing in the shop. What's up, Mal? Um, so they were all one ten. Yeah, yeah. Everything was one ten. So you know the compressor would kick on, and we have we have two compressors. We have a twenty four gallon in the shop. We have a is it thirty four gallon? Yeah. Out outside. So the thirty four gallon would kick on and pop the breaker. Um, it, the the cut would stop. Luckily, we weren't doing anything like super important. Um, but we're trying to get all these kinks worked out now so that when we get into the boxes it's just like we can just get up and go how many coats of vesting did you guys put on the cherry this project and uh, what later did y'all get uh, you got to clarify what that means in the last part um, so we always do three whether it's two color and one clear, or three uh, clear, sure. yeah. you need 1.21 gigawatts just to run the laser. Yeah. Yeah, it's a 105 watt laser. I'm not sure how many amps it draws, but you know, by cutting the amperage on the compressor in half, so it, we rewired the compressor to 240, and we rewired the um, extractor to 240. So, oh, what laser? It's a Boss uh, 1630 LS. It, uh, it seems like a good laser. It's the only laser we've used, so yeah, we really don't know much about them. We're uh, learning as we go. Yeah, like anything. Uh, we have our first laser engraving client who uh, found us online, I guess, like must have been the day after I added that to the website he uh, he's a local guy he made a cutting board for some friends who are getting married and wants us to engrave you know like the name and the and the date so I said yeah I said I don't really know how to price it because we've never done this before but um, hello from Nicaragua hello nice thanks for joining we got Bangladesh Algeria, Nicaragua. Um, What was I saying? Oh yeah, so he's gonna he's gonna bring it by, and we'll engrave that. So I don't know. Maybe we'll find ourselves doing that for people. Who knows? Once we can spread out a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Are we going to drop that bomb on the podcast, I guess? <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. Now,
1: who's listening? <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> the government. Uh, yeah, so we're actually... We're... we're, At Long Island and Connecticut. <laughs> Long Island is basically another country. Um, yeah, so Viz asks, how's it going for the new shop? That's what, what we're getting into. Um, so we're currently... Trying to get into a new shop, um, a specific shop, and we um, we need to go in front of the town council in this this neighboring town next week, uh, a week from yesterday, the seventeenth, um, because the shop space is in um, what's called like their revitalization district, and. They have very specific, um, what's the word i for? Well, specific they have- requirements for what they want in this in this revitalization district. It's on the main street of the town. Um, it's an industrial building. It was a, a, a metal uh, fabrication shop or something dating back to the '50s. Um, building was built in the '40s. So, you know, um, they're, I guess, slightly apprehensive about the idea of, like, a, a shop. Um, more so before they kn- knew what we did. Um, we had somebody actually come over here and, and see the shop and stuff. So we have to make a little presentation. No big deal. It, it sounds like, you know, from what we're hearing, it's kind of, you know, maybe a formality at this point, and It's got to go in front of zoning. Uh, but we'll see. So yeah, looking at a 5,000, 5,200 square foot shop. Which would be nice. Yeah, because we got about 2,500 packed in here now. <laughs> and it's That's only 800. That's no joke. And there's another 1,000 <laughs> packed outside.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm sure uh, that place would be at least half full just on moving day.
0: Yeah, I mean, just given the machines, the the room that they actually need, you know, everything having like 12 feet, 16 Mm -hmm. feet on either side. 5,000 is room to grow. Yeah, you know how fast it fills up, Viz. Viz has the dream shop. Yeah. Looking for movers, possibly. (laughs) riggers. Oh, yeah. They always use help what's the first new tool purchase on the move yeah oh man oh it's our buddy brad blue fig um there's a couple of right away yeah probably. sliding table saws up there forklift is up there um edge banders up there what else we'll give them a top five i mean you probably need a new dust collector yeah with any of any of those uh not forklifts obviously but um, I mean eventually you'd like to get a bigger jointer and a bigger planer oh yeah that absolutely 24 inch jointer 25 inch planer would be nice 44 inch uh, two sided Whitney yeah I mean a
1: lot of that stuff is available on these auctions So mm-hmm. some of that will depend on really good deals we come across.
0: Yeah. What's today? Ah, oh, it's the 11th. I want to see what that, that ed- oh, I can't, oh, I can look yeah. it up here, Let's see what that Edge Bander sold for. I have been uh, had my eye on this Edge Bander that was for sale pretty pretty close to here, um, and it was going for a steal. It was a 2018 um, Home Ag, I think got some racking and things like that. Oh, yeah. Oh, look, they, they finally put some... Excuse me. Finally got some new um, auctions up. We could set out the vacuum bag. Ooh, what do we got here? York, Pennsylvania. The new uh, woodwork and equipment auction, York, Pennsylvania. Oh, look at that. Bangladesh, uh, yes. <laughs>
1: Speaking of planer, sliding table saw. Got an Altendorf F45.
0: You want a line bore? Time, say so yeah, line bore would be very nice. SCMI planer. Uh, but yeah, back to, I want to see what that edge banner sold for. It was a 2018 uh, Home Ag and it was at 5,600 for the longest time. Recently closed. Wow, it ended up selling for $24,000. $24, so you know, like a $60,000 edge banner. So. That escalated quickly. Oh yeah, usually at the end. Yeah. Because <clears throat> nobody wants to drive the price up early. But yeah, oh look at this. (laughs) It's like a Viratex. Yeah. Remember
1: the Mikasa? Maxywa, yeah. Maxiwa,
0: yeah. God. Horrible. So what else you guys got? Who's got a question? Fire away.
1: who's going to maker's camp
0: yeah uh, who out there is going to maker camp anybody we'll be going we'll be under the uh, saw stop woodworking tent Um, doing some demos and we're going to be building a swing for uh, thank you Uh, building a swing for the pavilion that uh, they built last year in honor of Aaron Mattia who actually um, it was either today or yesterday was the anniversary of his passing I think it was today
1: Um, yeah, Corey, Rob, Matt Mm -hmm. Bliss
0: yep oh yeah, Matt's still in here nice Keith tells me about those sleds Heath is gonna bring a CT70 up. Is he?
1: No.
0: He should. <laughs> Completely the opposite. I jump in with five, five to ten percent less of my top dollar in an auction and watch people cringe. Yeah, I mean you go either way. Um, either knock them out early or you knock them out late. Yeah. We we only really got into one of these auctions once. We have a um, a Ganamat Red Baron ed, uh, hinge boring machine and. Um, we were looking for the line boring attachment, which is really hard to find. It's, it's not a very common machine, and two popped up in an auction uh, close to us. We actually we went and looked at them, um, but they had a hinge boring, uh, one set up as hinge boring and one set up as line boring. So we were bidding on the line boring one, and uh, yeah, we came in second place, which doesn't win you much in an auction. Keith will bring green Ryobi no that's uh, that's um, Tony that's got the Ryobi out of those guys so Keith isn't bringing the CT70 I don't know I'm sure he would that, Probably, would, be, it that wouldn't, would be a blast wouldn't fit in his Jeep let's we'll put it in the van
1: <clears throat> yeah that could be arranged
0: oh yeah doesn't take a lot of space. Oh no. I mean, that'd be perfect and drive the thing all around. Used to go get snacks.
1: Yeah, you need like a little basket on the front. You yeah. those delivery baskets. A big backpack. <laughs>
0: So yeah, we'll be getting into the boxes pretty soon. So we'll be checking out for a month. Yeah. (laughs) Hopefully that's all it
1: takes.
0: (laughs) Maybe five weeks on the outside. Yeah. Still got to get the file right. Um, I think we have the infrastructure pretty well set up. The first two hundred fifty are probably going to be the slowest. Experimental. Then we'll get the last seven fifty. We'll get them, uh, get them out a little faster. But we won't know until we. Uh, you better talk to Keith then and get that CT seventy in there. It says he's mm-hmm. got an expedition. So. Oh. Um. Yeah, we. I mean, we're not a hundred percent sure what we're getting ourselves into with the boxes yet, but it'll <laughs> all be all right. A whole heap of trouble, but that's our. That's our comfort zone
1: yeah pretty much
0: (laughs) if it's new and unknown sign us up
1: some Carson plenty of that Carson second guessing
0: and all that other good stuff re-engineering I did cut all the the brass pins though already so we're way ahead of the schedule way ahead what's app number yeah no you can't join the uh, the chat, and you can't have our WhatsApp number, mainly because I don't have one. Oh, Viz likes the the red shirt. Yeah, this is the new colors I'm sporting. Only three in existence. Super special edition.
1: Yeah, I might might bring one up to the uh, a game worn version up to the Maker Camp for like a swap, you know.
0: <laughs> Signed. what's app number blackmail I don't know what that (laughs) that means we've got a Bangladeshi blackmail artist in the chat (laughs) Uh, remove bye bye Matt, I only want it if you've sweated in it. That's That's a guarantee.
1: (laughs) Especially with the weather lately.
0: Yeah, it's been hot. The last two days have been far more mild, but still pretty hot. Oh, yeah. Uh, Earlier in the week and last week and a couple weeks ago were brutal. I think the whole northeast was pretty bad. We went out to unload the lumber.
1: It was pretty hot. And the driver was palling around with us, you know, chatting us up and everything. He puts on his gloves like he's going to help
0: us. (laughs) And he starts messing with the straps on the...
1: (laughs) (laughs) Continues to watch us offload 300 board feet of cherry.
0: (laughs) All (laughs) 12-footers. Yeah, so we... um i'm sure you guys have seen the way we have to get our lumber is they show up to the front of the house and we have to load it into the van and then we have to drive it back here and then we put it in the woodshed well all the cherry that we got were 12 feet and the shed holds up to 11 feet so we had to bring them all inside and then we you know we pulled out what we needed and then we had to put it all up it's all up there uh, on racks by the ceiling Is that visible? Uh, Wait a minute. I'll just turn this. Up there. So. You know. We just had to move it like five times. Which is no big deal. Not the one I used to. Oh, Corey wants to know about how how the uh, selling wood on Etsy is going. It's been pretty slow lately. Um, We're big in Texas, apparently. Yeah, we've got a lot of business in Texas for some reason. It hasn't been, you know, huge, but... A couple sales here and there. Gets rid of, you know... We generate a lot of cutoffs, offs so... Um, all we sell is 18-inch long pieces, so... If you need... Uh, from one inch to nine and a half inch in half inch in increments 18 inches long that's all we sell. so you know we always have a board laying around and we can pull it out we're supplying the cutting board industry pretty much <laughs> we get we get messages for like custom sort of sizes and stuff mm-hmm. i never heard back from that woman she wanted two inch by 18 by 40 inches long or something Maple, I'm like, we're going to have to laminate that Yeah, I don't know, Corey I think it's just convenience, mostly He said, he, he guesses there's not a lot of wood places In Texas I think it's just convenience, you know, you can shop from uh, The toilet The couch Yeah It's prime Stuff Yeah it is nice. You know, come sand at four sides. Run it through the wide the belt. There's a out on the wedge. So today's Thursday. This week, you know, it's always like the beginning of the week. You're like, man, I can't believe we got so much done in two days. And then it's about to be Friday and you're like, what the hell happened to the momentum? <laughs> like today, I got totally sidetracked looking for hinges because we uh, we need 12 hinges for this job and we have, what, uh, 10 in the shop and I'm like, oh, we have some hinges in the van. They're all the way at the bottom, the bottom sustainer buried in the thing. I got to go in there, move stuff around, take that out. Get the hinges. Come back in, and I'm like, got to make a new jig because the last one that we used was for a different application, and you know, you just get lost sometimes. And we got a fan outside.
1: Back
0: <laughs> we turn the this. We got a squirrel peeping peep in through the window. <laughs> oh,
1: he <laughs> ah, he went away. <laughs> he was there for like a minute, just
0: watching. Wow, I got somebody from Iran. How's it going? Got a lot of different countries in the room today.
1: Yeah, at the beginning of the week, you know everything goes together fast because it's all the casework.
0: yeah, it's all the easy stuff.
1: and then as as the week grinds on is
0: the more time consuming jobs. yeah it's yeah and it's all perception it's not
1: yeah
0: it's not that you're actually getting less done it's just that I don't know I mean we we made out pretty good so far that all those doors and drawers are fit they have the uh, finish on you know the pre-stain on them um, so yeah face frames are finished yeah face frames ready to get put on Once the face frames are on, we can cut the the end panels, put finish on those. Those will get installed on site. So we're in pretty good shape. In the van? Yeah. Yeah. All right, this job's around the corner. So it's the closest job we've had in a while. It's in Rumson. Um, which is nice because we've been going pretty far lately.
1: Yeah. You know, I saw um, uh, Donnie Douglas on one of their posts. They had uh, beams put in
0: on one of those ceilings. I did see that. I'm glad we didn't have to do those. <laughs> Bottom line, y'all are kicking ass. We're trying. We're definitely trying. Some days more so than others, but we make do, you know, with what, yeah. what we can physically do in here. Um Yeah, it sometimes takes, you know,
1: 50% longer to do something now because the shop's so crowded.
0: Yeah, I've had to squeeze between the cabinets over here about uh, a dozen times today to get to the cabinet where, you know, there's a couple different things. Some screws and jigs and stuff, and we rewired the compressor to 220. And it's plugged in now, where the joiner is plugged in. So now, if you need to join something, you have to unplug the compressor, plug in the joint. (laughs)
1: It's crazy. It's growing pains.
0: Yeah. So originally, the idea was to get a shed and uh, to make it like you know, conditioned space, we could put the laser in there, we could put some other stuff in there. We have an edge sander that's floating around over there that doesn't have a home that is just constantly in the way. Um, so it was like, yeah, if we can get, like, this big shed, like, tw- uh, 12 by 28 or whatever we were looking at, 10 by 28, we could fit a couple of these machines in there, have them set up to use. Like, there are things that don't get used all the time, so you got to run out there and and uh, use the hinge boring machine. Okay, no big deal it's 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 better than having to keep it under the table saw and then pull it out um but we turns out we can't the setbacks are too uh restrictive yeah you know it wouldn't have solved the problem but would have tied this over for you know maybe another couple of years yeah I
1: mean, and the bigger space is the solution
0: yeah yeah, absolutely. So we'll see how it goes. I mean, I'm pretty confident that it'll all work out. It seems like it's going to drag on for a bit, but that's not really a big deal. No. I mean, we got a nice stationery and everything. Yeah, we went and picked <laughs> up some paper. Solved that with my drill press and dust collector, added contact switch and a wireless adapter to the dust collection, and made a split 220 plug. Yeah, I was thinking about that, having like a switched plug. Yeah, both stay plugged in, only one runs at a time, yeah. Yeah, I mean we could run a new 220 line because realistically, um we do have the space in there and with 220 you're drawing half the amperage, so it's not it's not that bad to just add another 220 line and have them run at the same time. Um we just have to get some conduit and stuff, we got the wire. I think we even
1: bought the breaker. Is that it sitting up there or was that for another
0: um didn't we do that because we were gonna wear the band saw on the shape raw? No, that's a 20 amp breaker. We got that okay. to change out for the the outside compressor because oh. it kept tripping the breaker. And it's still tripping the breaker. So who knows? We're gonna turn that into a pig tank. So the inside compressor will fill the outside tank. What's up, Rob? Rob DeMarco. Hey! Um so yeah, we'll have Uh, 70... was it
1: 24 and 34? Yeah, it's close enough. 58. uh, 58 gallons. Rob works more now that he's retired than uh, when he did. I actually couldn't. I mean, he had a serious job working the tracks.
0: Not sure how um, enjoyable this will be for the regular podcast listeners because might be sort of a disjointed conversation, but... Yeah, the regulars... Hey, what's up, John? We are just talking about you. Um, yeah, I don't know. We might revisit some of the subjects that we covered um, in previous episodes for these last couple episodes yeah we haven't really um decided what we're gonna do yeah well we're gonna talk about recipes yeah you know,
1: i know there's gonna be plenty of chocolate pie up at Maker uh, make it camp that's all. that's what
0: they're saying um they said they're gonna have yeah full stock of chocolate pie this year <laughs> rob if you're still in here <laughs> Rob says, what's up? I, I think there's always a delay, too, between the, uh, the chat and yeah, the live. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not going to be partaking in the chocolate pie this year. i got to stay uh, diligent so I don't feel like crap. Yeah. Oh, we're going to have to plan um
1: uh, a meetup after Maker Camp out in the wintertime out on
0: Long Island. Yeah. Oh yeah, we'll yeah, we'll be working in the Hamptons, so might have to stop in and see you guys, Rob, Corey. I don't think Corey's in here anymore, but Yeah, with the I mean the amount of work that this Hamptons job is turned out to be, we might have to start that right after the boxes. Yeah. It might be a the entire fall. The boxes and the Hamptons. John, let's talk about these recipes. Are you talking about a food show? (laughs) Rob and I are pretty good cooks. Yeah. (laughs)
1: That's
0: right. Food show would be fun. Yeah. Like, uh, there's a lot of them now, these internet cooking shows where it's kind of more like... uh, it's almost like a podcast, like just a, some people like bullshitting and they cook something. Yeah. That's going to be some commute, yeah, out to the Hamptons. My god. We're going to plan it so everything's going to get delivered and then we're going to show up and however many days we got to stay out there. That's what we're doing. We're just going to stay out there. And it's uh Bridgehampton. Yeah, so it's yeah, out there. It's
1: far. How far is Corey's place from Bridgehampton? Patchogue. He's
0: in Patchogue. Yeah, I don't. I don't think it's that far out. If you need some stuff machine at the shop, while I'm in. The, well, in the Hamptons, my shop is open. Yeah. How How close are you, Corey? it's a village welcome to the Hampton's traffic that's why we're waiting till winter
1: <laughs> see what kind of community we were part of though first thing he does is offer for us yeah. you know well actually help. you're pretty
0: far out there Corey 45 minutes he's this Corey here oh wow he is far I mean Bridgeham is all the way out here though yeah Yeah, about, you're just about halfway out there. Yeah,
1: rolling roaster's right about there. Where? Um. Yeah, way over here. Keep going. It's down. going to be like right about, right about, oh, Canarsie. that's where I used to teach. Love the juice, boy. It's. Is it on the Belt Parkway? It's off the, it's right off the belt.
0: Roll and roaster. There you go. Oh, yeah, we're, we're too far. Let's read some reviews for old time's sake.
1: <laughs> from Rollin Roaster.
0: Yeah. Anyone in here who is a Patreon, a patron on Patreon, knows about the reviews. Let's see.
1: I want to hear from anybody out there who's been to Rollin Roaster.
0: I might be the only one. Come on! I want a I want a bad review. I can't sort by no such thing as a bad review of okay the lowest head. rating I don't know there's there's a significant amount of ones and twos and threes Corey said Long Island is a Long Island <laughs> oh I got another Corey in here now had the quote unquote roast beef sandwich this is a one star review from Milo Sa- Saarinen huh what's a, the what's a chance of that <laughs> that's weird had the quote-unquote roast beef sandwich, which was really awful. No taste, and the cheese was disgusting-looking goo. The fries were okay. The food other diners were eating looked better, though. Huh. I mean, that, that doesn't seem like a one-star. That looks pretty good. Oh, man. Cheeseburgers, C-H-E-E-Z. I'm getting hungry just looking at it. I'm not into this cup.
1: No, you gotta get the lemonade when you're there too. Oh, come on, it exited me
0: out. That's the worst review. Oh, Rob's been there many times, he says. Oh yeah. Alright. Got a one star review coming in from Nick Monaco. Been coming here for years. If anything, just stick with the roast beef and the barbecue Western burger at about nine thirty Wednesday night. It's Saturday, and I'm just starting to feel better after being sick to my stomach for the past two days. It was obviously from that. I ate nothing all day, eat that, and I'm waking up in the middle of the night sick to my stomach. Definitely not how it used to be. They got all these young kids working there, obviously not taking their time. Oh! Oh! (laughs) I see a lawsuit in their future if they get the wrong person sick. Oh, man. Oh, man. Got all these young kids working there. Here we go. Got a one-star review from Anthony Gallo. What an absolutely terrible experience I had there. I've been going to this place for many, many years with my family and friends. I went with a group of eight people, and all our food was terrible. Cold roast beef, warm beer. They totally destroyed the French fries. It's no longer cottage fries. I don't know why they would take that away. Obviously, it's all about making more money and not caring about their customers. We will never go back. Oh man, I, I hope it's not changed. <laughs> it certainly that, sounds it, like it does. Sounds like it. Oh my god! One week ago, from Alina, Sh- Sh- dear Kina, I visited this place for the first time. My first impression was not very good. They brought me a burger with deep-fried onion rings and fried potatoes and cheese, and additionally, I took a salad. It was all tasteless. My friends bought baked wings. Well, there's a mistake. Which turned out to be very salty. They're wings. In general, all the food is not worth my money. The burger was with meat and cheese, nothing else. I'm very disappointed. Oh, man. If roll and roast is not the same, I don't know what I'm going to do. If you need good places to eat out there, my dad did work out there for years repairing restaurant dish machines. Oh yeah, EcoLab. I remember oh, that. Oh yes, yes. Let's see, we got one here. Four weeks ago, one star from Vincent Padula, aka Vince. He's got that on his <laughs> Google review because he does so many reviews. This place changed. Oh shit! I was coming here for years. It has changed so much. I went here with my mother, and the place, place on, and the place on order. They didn't even ask if I was taking out or staying. They packed a bag for me. I told them I was staying. The young kids behind the counter don't listen. Uh Uh-oh. This happened to me three times because they're busy talking too much, fooling around behind the counter. They thinking by giving me a pizza, it's horrible for kids, maybe, but the food was terrible. People are not intelligent.
1: Boy, they can't even put sentences
0: together. It never was like this years ago. It changed hand and went belly up. It didn't go belly up. It's still open. And down the drain, the fries were tasteless. That seems to be a common thread. Tasteless. The roast beef bland. The bread was falling apart. The onion rings. No taste greasy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) The tissues were thin as rice paper. Nobody, Listen here. And it's always the same kid I order from. I'm not going back here ever again. I'd rather go to Brennan and Carr on Nostrand Ave. Yeah, Nostrand. They're the best. This place, Rolling Roaster, is roasted. You're wasting your money, but to each his own. Each his own. Oh. Each Oh. His, oh. God. Oh. This, Vince, you can't even speak English. Own this place is dead to me. I'll spend my money <laughs> elsewhere. <laughs> this place is dead to me. Oh, God. Oh, my. Oh, I'm really disappointed now. Mohammed Ibrahim. Muhammad Ibrahim leaves a one-star review from six months ago. Terrible customer service. Please don't even order the orange aid. It literally is tank powder with water. I've seen them make it with my own eyes. Not to mention the bathrooms are disgusting.
1: So they changed hands. That's what happened. That's that's the end of rolling
0: roaster. Renee P. She sounds like a neighborhood girl. This has been my spot for 20 years. But recently the quality has gone downhill. Tonight I had the worst corn nuggets in my life. Tasted stale and dry. Then I had my roast beef on a roll. That was definitely not fresh. Staff tonight hanging around talking. Management needs to open their eyes.
1: Wow. Holy crap. This place has gone downhill. We're not even stopping at Rolling Roaster because I don't want my memory tarnished.
0: Yeah, we used to eat at Rolling Roaster regularly, once or twice a week. It was always always held a special place in our heart, being from Sheepshead Bay. See, just like me. But I have been very dissatisfied in their service as of late. They always seem to get my order wrong. The last few times we have used them. But we gave them several opportunities to get right, being they were around for a long time, a neighborhood staple. The last straw was this week when I learned they changed their fries for a different cut. Basically, now instead of fries with cheese, they are offering shriveled up, burnt, soggy, thinly sliced potato chip looking things called, quote unquote, fries. <laughs> My wife's cheeseburger was a burnt hockey puck. Oh, God. Hockey pooch, actually, it says. <laughs> <A> hockey pooch. <laughs> and my roast beef sandwich had four thin slices of roast beef on a dry bun. They forgot the cheese. R and R went from a perfect ten out of ten to a three in quality and quantity. Very disappointing. Do better, guys. His one out of five review math not exactly uh, matching up with his three out of ten <laughs> in the review. No, oh. because that would be a one point five. Um, wow, it's done. Roll roast is done. All right, this will be the last one because we're probably we're running over an hour now. Um, this has a response from the owner. Oh, jeez. This is from. Pinky Zombie, a local guide with 18 reviews, one star a week ago. I'm sad to say that I am now totally disappointed with Rollin' Roaster. The last couple of times I have visited have been letdowns. Not only did they stop serving their traditional, tasty, craveable fries, they swapped them out for the most horrid, dry, overly salted fries I've ever eaten in my life. Gross. And their fountain soda cups are noticeably smaller so basically less quality less quantity and higher prices double thumbs down i've been visiting Rollin' roaster since i was a kid love this place always fresh food best cheese fries ever delicious chicken tenders burgers and onion rings very casual atmosphere usually very busy but you order but your order gets taken quickly and accurately and there's always a free table response from the owner we had no choice but to change our fries and we never add salt to our fries I don't want to eat there if you don't have salt on the fries. Our fountain soda has always been 16 ounces. Our lemonade and iced teas are 24 ounces, which has never changed. The quantity has never changed for any item we have. As for the prices, sadly, this is the reality that every business and every consumer are facing. Not exactly addressing the issues, but more of like an argument. A little bit of a deflection. Yeah. It's done. It's over. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Rob's dreams are crushed.
1: Oh, shit, hockey man. pooch!
0: <laughs> yeah, that's pretty funny. Oh. Well, oh, at boy. that,
1: we're gonna bid you adieu. Roll and roaster. I got some good memories of going to roll and roaster, though.
0: They're keeping that way. That's it. That's the way I'm gonna keep them. All right. Well, thanks for joining us. If you're listening right now, and if you're listening tomorrow tomorrow morning or sometime thereafter thanks for tuning in sorry the audio was probably terrible we'll find out all right take care everybody see you next week as always rob and i thank you for tuning in and uh, we'll see you next week if you want to help support the podcast you can leave us a review on apple podcasts you can join our patreon or you can use one of our affiliate links in the podcast description for vesting finishes or myoderm cbd pain relief cream um Again, we appreciate your support. Thanks for tuning in.